WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Hello, everybody. This is WVUA 90.7 FM, The Capstone, and welcome to episode 56 of the Full Court Press Podcast. My name is Jamie Martinez, and I'm joined by Nick Atkinson and Caden Johnson. This is the first episode of the Caden Johnson era. Rest in peace, Alex Jason. He's not dead, but he's gone in our memories. Caden's here, filling in the role. It's going to be good. To stay up to date, make sure to follow us on Instagram at fcppodcast underscore UA. With that being said, let's get into it with the news. It's a heavy news week this week. We've been gone for a while, but there is a lot going on in the NBA. Uh, big trade happened today. We'll get into that in a little bit, but let's start with some injury news out in Memphis. Desmond Bain, star shooting guard from the Grizzlies, is out for six weeks with an ankle injury. It sucks to see. That is per Adrian Wojnarowski. Nick, what do you think about that injury? It's a big hit to a struggling team without John Morant. Uh, yeah, you know, it could be pretty bad, especially because they already don't have too many healthy players as it is. So, you know, it just makes them look even worse. I mean, I don't know if they have their pick, but if they do have their pick, then I guess that's a good, you know, positive thing. Mm-hmm. Caden, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I think this season's kind of becoming more and more of a wash for Memphis, especially with Ja being out for the rest of the season. I know Marcus Smart hasn't been fully healthy, so I, it's really just going to be the JJJ show from here on yeah, out. Yeah, it is. Williams Jr. Mm-hmm. And Gigi Jackson really showed out against Golden State in the game they won. Gigi had, I think, 22, 23. Yeah. yeah, he went crazy as the youngest player in the NBA, so a lot to look forward to from the young guard. Uh, Nick, let's jump into your news real quick. What you got? Uh, okay. Avica Zubac, he has an injury. It's a calf strain. He'll be out for four weeks. He'll be reevaluated in four weeks. Uh, the Clippers beat the Thunder last night, so I don't know if we'll necessarily need him that much. But, uh, you know, he's definitely a big piece to lose for sure. And then um, it's not necessarily confirmed yet, but the Clippers want to retain the core being Westbrook, Paul Jordan, Harden already with having signed Kawhi to a three-year max deal. They want to retain all of them for three more years as well. So, hmm. All right, and uh, for my end, I got Victor Wimanyama has committed to participating in the All-Star Skills Challenge during the All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. And for the Milwaukee Bucks, Jay Crowder, who's been out for two months after having core muscle surger- uh, surgery, is going to be back tonight against Cleveland. Big, big news. All right, let's get into the big dog. The trade, originally I had just rumors here, but it's officially official as of earlier today. Pascal Siakam of the Toronto Raptors, former All-Star NBA champion in 2019, is being traded to the Indiana Pacers. Here's the report from Adrian Wojnarowski. The Indiana Pacers are finalizing a trade to acquire All-Star forward Pascal Siakam in a deal that will send Bruce Brown, Jordan War, and three first-round picks to the Toronto Raptors. New Orleans, who is also a part of the deal, will be a third team, sending Kyra Lewis to the Raptors and a second-round pick to the Pacers. I mean, that is huge. Uh, Indiana, or yeah, they, they just got a lot better. And I think the Raptors get a lot better from this as they got their young core going. What do y'all think about this? Because this is big-time NBA trade news. Yeah, I think it'll be really a really solid um, pickup for them. Um, but, you know, um, what's-his-face is going to be out for a minute, Tyrese Halliburton. So, yeah. you know, it's not going to be good whenever he's hurt. You also traded Bruce Brown whenever you should have traded Buddy Heald, I think. So. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think 
uh, Siakam suits Halliburton's style of play really well. I think uh, Siakam's going to have to play a little bit more off the ball, um, post-centric-wise. Um, but for the Pacers, I think this could jump them up to potentially, if Halliburton can come back healthy as, as he was before the injury, they could potentially snag the four seed, I think. I, I don't think, think so it's crazy too. to say that. No, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton's in the middle of having a career year in every statistical category. He's scoring insane. His three-point shooting's crazy. He's the best playmaker in basketball. And you add Pascal Siakam with that, who I think is going to greatly benefit from that. Uh, the Pacers are already a solid team. And adding Pascal Siakam, it's phenomenal. It makes him a contender in my eyes. Uh, losing three first-round picks, obviously, is going to suck. Trading Only Bruce Brown. Only one of them theirs. Yeah, that's true. Uh, trading Bruce Brown, I don't think was the greatest idea, especially because they just got him, and I think he was playing well. I would have traded Buddy Heald because his role was diminishing a little bit on the team. So it's definitely a big-time deal. It's going to be interesting to see how everything pans out. And uh, shout-out Kyra Lewis. Maybe he'll find some minutes out in, in Toronto. So good for him. And then we also do have some other news regarding the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Warriors assistant coach Dejan Milojevic, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name, passed away today at 46 years old from complications from a heart attack. All of that happened today. Uh, the original news came out of him being found unconscious this morning, and then just about an hour ago, we found out he passed away. Uh, the Golden State Warriors and Utah Jazz game has been postponed for today, so uh, prayers up to the family, and hopefully Golden State recovers. Super unfortunate news. Anything y'all have to add on, add on to that? Mm, not much. No. Honestly. Sorry yeah. to hear. Uh, I hate when anybody in the NBA world uh, dies suddenly like that. Yeah, especially at 46. That's extremely young. Yeah. But now... Let's have some fun. We're on to our main segment, top 10 players at every position. We're going to get this series going. In this episode, we have our all-time rankings individually for our top 10 point guards and top 10 shooting guards. Next episode, we're going to move on to small forwards and power forwards. After that, we'll be centers and sixth men. So, guys, let's get it rolling. Top 10 players of all time. Let's start with the point guards. Nick, we'll go Nick, Caden, me. So we'll just do 10. 10, 10, yeah. 9. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, all right, my number 10. Oh, okay, so I'll just go ahead and start off with some honorable mentions. My two honorable mentions are um, <clears throat> Tony Parker and Walt Frazier. Okay. And then number 10, I have Gary Payton. So, uh, you know, the ring does help his case a little bit more, but he's not really a great, like, you know, he's not really a great, what's it called, like first option, go-to type of guy. But, I mean, you know, he won a ring. And he had a pretty good prime, one of the best defenders of all time. So mm -hmm. Him and Sean Kemp, they were nasty. All right, for my honorable mentions, uh, Walt Frazier and Gary Payton, as Nick just said, I actually have him as an honorable mention. And my number 10, which could come as a surprise to y'all, I think y'all might be a little bit higher on this guy than me, I have Isaiah Thomas at wow. number 10. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Nick brought up this point the other day. Isaiah Thomas never really played at like an MVP level, and I think a lot of the guys that I have on my list did play. So as individual uh, players, like skill set wise, I think everybody that I have on my list above Isaiah Thomas is a better player than Isaiah Thomas, but he does have those two rings, which were two great rings, and he had a really solid career 12 time All Star, uh, two time champ, five time All NBA. Yeah, so uh, moving on to my guards, my honorable mentions are the exact same as Caden's. I have Gary Payton and Walt Frazier. My number 10, I feel like might also come as a surprise. Uh, I don't know if you're going to have him higher or lower, but I have Bob Cousy. Uh, he's one of the all-time greats of basketball. Yes, he played against plumbers 
and all this and that, but you can't disregard the facts. He has all the rings. He has 10 of them. He's got MVPs, a bunch of All-NBA selections. Uh, the numbers back it up. Bob Cousy, despite playing against... You think numbers back it up? Numbers back it up. I mean, he averaged 18.4 points a game in his career, seven assists, five rebounds. That's great, yeah. So, I mean, you can't disregard the rings and the All-NBAs and the MVPs, so I got to give it to Bob. It's just 10. I still think there's nine guys over him. Okay, but all right. Shout out Bob Cousy. Uh, number nine, looks like me and you have the same guy at number nine, Jamie. Uh, I have Jason Kidd at number nine. I really do wish I could have him higher, but, yeah. uh, you know, the the guy I have above him I think will be a really hot take, but, um, yeah. Jason okay. Kidd, he was really solid. Um, never won an MVP, which really surprised me because I thought he did win an MVP, but he didn't. Um, but he does have a ring, unlike the guy ahead of him. So. Yeah, uh, my number nine, uh, just like Jamie's number ten, I have Bob Cousy at number nine. There uh, you go. I, I think that Cousy's resume, although it's obviously in the 60s, uh, not necessarily the golden era of basketball, I, I think it's too strong to not at least uh, give him his props for dominating at the time that he played. He can't help. You know when he played, obviously, yeah. and it's not like he had bad numbers either. You know he was scoring 20 points per game in through his prime, and even almost had 10 assists per game one season as well. 13-time All-Star, eight-time assist champ, six-time NBA champ, and he won an MVP. All right, moving on to my number nine. Like Nick said earlier, I have Jason Frederick Kidd, uh, Mr. Triple Double according to his basketball <laughs> reference. Uh, Jay Kidd, he did it all. And I think he goes very underappreciated when he goes, like, when you think of the all-time point guards, I think Jason Kidd is very underappreciated. He's got the ring. He led the Nets to the NBA Finals kind of on his own. He was an MVP candidate during during those years. He had Kenyon Martin, but really that was Jason Kidd putting the team on his back. Obviously, he lost to Shaq and Kobe. There's not much you could do there. But Jason Kidd, 10-time All-Star, 5-time assist champ, 6-time All-NBA. Uh, and a champion, all-rookie team. He has all these accomplishments. He's my number nine point guard of all time. Jason Kidd, he's a beast. All right, number eight, I have Chris Paul. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, Just not, you know, not a great first option player. And I think to be a good, a top five player, you've got to be a solid first option player, which he was not a solid first option player, you know. He's a great playmaker, not a great scorer, not a – outstanding defender has no playoff success I mean he's one finals run but the most blown 3-1 leads of all time you know really discredits him to me so there you go big Chris Paul hater (laughs) I'm just kidding kidding. Uh, number 8 I have Jay Kidd Um, he's one of the best uh, defensive point guards of all time just like Gary Payton he's a nine time all defender he got him a ring uh, one of the most valuable rings some would argue of all time as well uh, he contributed every single team he, on, he was on and he had the longevity so I've got Jay Kidd at number eight all right my number eight is John Houston Stockton uh, one of the all-time greats unfortunately never won a ring as he was kind of going against the greatest of all time uh, but he's overrated John Stockton? Yeah. Uh, he's kind of like the greatest playmaker of all time, but yeah. I could see the standpoint of him being overrated. I, I could see where somebody's coming well, from. Well, y'all are not going to like where I have <laughs> I, I have No, I haven't even said him yet. I haven't even yeah. said him yet. Uh, but again, no ring, even when he had MVP Carl Malone as his teammate, but 10-time All-Star, 9-time assist champion, 11 times All-NBA, former All-Star MVP, so there's that. 5-time All-Defensive. So John Stockton was a beast for those Utah Jazz teams but can never get the big one, so that's why I got him at number eight. All right, <clears throat> number seven, I have Isaiah Thomas. Um, you know, 
just not an MVP level guy. You know, I feel like Joe Dumars, uh, Joe, they had Joe Dumars, uh, Mark Aguirre, yeah. Bill Lambeer. They had so many good Rodman. options on that team to where he didn't have any sort of pressure on him to be like a premier score. They just, you know, they just kind of went with it all. But, um, you know, definitely solid. Solid player, um, just wasn't an MVP, cal- MVP caliber player, but better than Chris Paul because he was a first option and he won rings and didn't get blow through one leads. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at number seven, uh, I have Nick's favorite no. player, the point guard, Chris Paul. Oh, oh okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> um, I have him at number seven. Uh, he's a 12-time All-Star, six-time Steel Champ, 11-time All-NBA, nine-time All-Defensive Team. Uh, yeah, he's he's got the resume for sure. I think. As an individual player, though, he's not necessarily going to take you anywhere in the playoffs, even at the height of his career as a number one option on a team. But that being said, you don't have to be the number one option to be one of the greatest players of all time. I think Chris Paul's proven that with his playmaking ability and what he can bring to, to the table outside of scoring. Real talk. All right, my number seven is also the greatest point guard of the 2010s, and that is Chris Paul. <laughs> He he's a beast. There's nothing much you can say about it. He is he is uh, a beast. What, what is he a beast at? Hey man, don't don't hate when he was in New Orleans. He posterized Dwight Howard that one time. So most traditional point guard of all time. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah, he's the most traditional point guard of all time. But you can't blame him. Chris Paul, he did what he did. Only one Finals appearance, and you know he wasn't the number one option on that team. That was Devin Booker, but. Chris Paul, he's been good his whole career. He was phenomenal in New Orleans, phenomenal in L.A. He's been great wherever he goes. He, Whatever team he goes to wins basketball games, except Golden State because they're a mess. But that's not really Chris Paul's fault. So shout out CP3. He's a machine. Okay, what is this, six? Number six? Yeah. All right, this is where I have John Stockton. Um, the next two guys I feel like could be interchangeable, but I'm going to say just because this guy has MVPs on him, um, I'm putting Stockton above I'm putting Stockton behind him. Uh, yeah, kind of just like you know you were saying, great playmaker. Uh, what do you have, like two or three finals appearances? So that's pretty good. That makes up for his case a lot. Uh, Carl Malone's the third leading scorer of all time. So without Stockton, I doubt that he can do that. So. All right, well, y'all probably agree. This The point guard list was significantly harder to make than the shooting guard list. And this is probably, for me at least it was, and this is probably where I had the most trouble is right right here in this four to six range. Yeah, me too. I think four to six could all be interchangeable, interchangeable yeah. um, for sure. But as of right now, I am going to go Russell Westbrook <gasps> as number six. It's not really good. No, it's fine. Um, oh, my God. number six. But I will, I will say if he does get a ring this year, he is contributing with Los Angeles. If he does get a ring this year, that could propel him. I think you, know, you could make an argument that it could propel him to number three. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. Um, but, yeah, one of the best um, stat sheet stuffers of all time. He does absolutely everything that you can ask for him to do on the basketball court well. Um, he gets his teammate involved. He elevates players like point guards we have never seen before other than maybe Chris Paul um, and Magic. And with that being said, Russell Westbrook, he's had the longevity. He's an MVP. I have him at number six right now. Yeah, a lot like Caden said, this kind of this stretch from four to six was extremely, you know, you could put anybody anywhere and it would kind of work out. But at six, it was tough, but I had to do South Africa's very own Steve Nash. It, it was really tough because I really I, I was debating between him and Isaiah Thomas going in that 5-6 spot, but I picked Nash because he has those two MVPs, albeit debatable between who could have won those. I know Kobe disputed it, and so did Shaq a whole lot, but Steve Nash won those MVPs at the end of the day, but he 
didn't really get the playoff success that we really expect from an all-time point guard. He would be higher if he had gotten a ring, but he never did. He's an eight-time All-Star, five-time assist champ, seven-times All-NBA, and a part of the NBA 75th anniversary team. So no doubt about it, Steve Nash is one of the all-time greats. Phenomenal shooter, even though he didn't shoot enough. Uh, one of the greatest passers of all time. Could, could defend the ball when he needed to. But Steve Nash, for me, lands at number six because of the playoff success, and it just wasn't as wasn't where I needed it to be for me to rank him higher. Yeah. All right, well, number five, this is where I have Steve Nash. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just say the main reason as to why he is five and not, you know, like higher, just because, like you said, playoff success never made it to the Western Conference Finals mm-hmm. or Eastern Conference Finals. With just, some stacked teams. Yeah, just never really got to that point. But, um, you know. He still has two MVPs, which you and you know multiple assist titles, you know what's it called, uh, multiple All Star appearances, stuff like that. Amari Stoudemire was never as good as he was after he left. I agree. Yeah. Uh, same with Sean Marion. So you know he definitely elevates players, and he was Steph Curry before Curry. Yep. Yeah. At number five, I have MV Steve, as well. Um, yeah. I mean, two time MVP. A lot of people, you know, go back and forth about those MVPs, but. Whether you're liking it or not, he was the best point guard in the NBA for a significant amount of time, and he's one of the best point guards in history, uh, one of the best playmakers in history, and like Nick said, he was a sharpshooter before it was really popular for point guards to be sharpshooters. All right, moving on to my five. This is where I have Isaiah Thomas, like I said earlier. Where it's pretty much the exact opposite of Steve Nash, where Isaiah Thomas didn't have as much individual success despite having more All-Stars without the MVPs, but he does have the rings to back it up. Um, Two-time NBA champion. He was out there beating up Michael Jordan when he was young. Uh, 12-time All-Star, assist champion once, five-time All-NBA, two-time All-Star MVP, uh, and a Finals MVP in 89-90. So Zeke, he did everything you want out of a point guard. He scored. He toughed it out in so many appearances, 19.2 points per game as in his career average. So he was phenomenal. And Isaiah Thomas, I got to give it to him. He he was the bad boy piston. All right, number four, you know, and I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I I had to be like a little humble, but I put Russell Westbrook. I do think that, you know, I do think that there's a really huge case for him to be over Oscar Robertson, just because, I don't know, his counting stats look better, and he didn't play with Kareem. But nevertheless, I do think once Westbrook gets the title, and you know. That'll be this year. All that, you know, he'll be he'll be three, and you know, not to take away from the fact that he's top ten in assist and top twenty five in scoring, the second player to do that. So, you know, yeah, he's number four for now. Uh, Number four for me, I have John Stockton, NBA's all time leader in assists and steals. Uh, Nick knows this. I'm I'm super high on John Stockton. I think the only reason he couldn't get over that championship hump is because he had to go against the greatest player of all time. Um, you know, if Michael Jordan was never born, John Stockton's probably like a two yeah. or three time NBA champ. Probably. Carl uh, Malone. I think he's one of the best playmakers of all time. I think him and Carl Malone uh, is a duo that works together better than almost any duo we've ever seen in the NBA. So for John Stockton, another guy that's just a good traditional point guard, um, and he did his job extremely well and did it well for 19 years. So I have John Stockton at four. All right, my number four, the Brody, Russ, Beastbrook, the actual Mr. Triple Double, is Russell Westbrook the third. Uh, I mean, 
when you say beast, Russell Westbrook kind of takes that to another level. In my opinion, the greatest MVP season of all time. Uh, he's a nine-time All-Star, two-time scoring champion, despite being almost a primary playmaker, if you want to look at it. He could do anything on the court. Three-time assist champion, nine times All-NBA, two-time All-Star MVP, and an actual MVP in 2016-17. to 17. So, I mean, Russell Westbrook has done it all, except get the big one. He's been to the finals, unlike somebody like Steve Nash. And Chris Paul. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, never mind, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Russell Westbrook, what differentiates him from Chris Paul is Russell Westbrook was the main guy behind that finals run. Yeah, he had Kevin Durant, but Westbrook was a way better contributor to that team than Chris Paul was. Because yeah. Devin Booker was going crazy in that finals run, and they still lost. Uh, but Westbrook, he's my number four, one of the all-time greats, and his career's still going, so we'll see if he can get that ring this year because it's looking like if he's going to get one, it'll be either this year or next year. So it's going to be it's gonna be a fun time. So number three, I'm assuming we all have the same guy. Yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah, the next three. I feel like the next three, we all – no way. I think one and two here. can definitely be interchanged. Yeah. But we. I guess we could talk about number three as a collective because it's all Oscar Robertson. Yeah. So – Yeah. Yeah, let's just talk about why Oscar Robertson wow. is that three, Nick. Why don't Why don't you start us off? Um, well, it kind of, I don't know. Part of me doesn't want him to be three, but <laughs> but you know, he was Westbrook before Westbrook. Uh, you know, he's just he was a solid, solid guy. You know, he won a title, so lots of Mr. Triple Doubles out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah apparently, right. Um, His name on here is also Mr. Triple Double. That's the third one. This oh, Jokic too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, Oscar, he's played over 1000 games. I-, I can't think of many NBA players that have played over 1000 games and have a career average of 25, 7 and 9. That's pretty mm. pretty insane, especially for the time that he was playing at. Um I will say his ring, you know, helps a little bit to have an absolute giant, especially for that time on your team as player as dominant as Kareem. But he is a 12-time All-Star and, you know, like I just mentioned, has some of the best numbers of anyone in the yeah. history of the NBA. Yeah, I was like, I'm was i looking at Oscar Robertson's numbers right here. Through the first eight years of his career, he averaged more than 28 points per game, and six of those were 30-plus. Uh, led the league in assists multiple times. It got as high as 11.5, and he hit 11 four times. Uh, his numbers didn't really decline until he got to Milwaukee. And that's when he teamed up with Kareem and got that ring. So he was dominant throughout his entire career, whether it was a part of the Cincinnati Royals, a.k.a. the Kings, or the Milwaukee Bucks. The Big O did it great wherever he was. Uh, He has the MVP, 11 times All-NBA, a six-time assist champ, 12-time All-Star, Oscar Robertson. When it comes to pure statistics and looking at the paper, it doesn't really get better. The Big O was like that. So now we have numbers one and two. I think... A little bit I, of a debate. I think there could be a debate here. I don't here. see a debate, period. Really? I do. I think it's insanely close. You're arguing a – I don't know. For all me, right. you're arguing a top – the third best player of all time with the 10th. All right, so what I want to do is I just want Nick and then Caden and then I just name your number two or just go Steph, two to one. Steph is two and Magic is one. Steph two, Magic one. Magic two, Steph one. Yeah. Magic is the third best player of all time in my eyes, so... Really? I mean, yeah, five rings, three MVPs. Yeah, he's... he's yeah. But, I mean, the first unanimous MVP, nine-time All-Star. He has all the championships in a time period where I think it was harder to win a championship. Yeah, I think we can all agree, too. Um, I think we can all three agree 
that like you know just in our time of being alive Steph is like one of the best players that I've ever yeah. watched yeah in our generation with yeah. my two eyes Steph Curry's the best player I've so, ever watched period with that being said like it's, it's understandable for our generation to be a little more biased just because you know obviously like we grow up watching all of our favorite teams lose to a uh, 40 foot three yeah. with 10 seconds yeah, left with, to Yeah, with four all-stars on the court, too, at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, we, we all have that Steph experience. You know, I'll never forget watching Steph's shot against OKC. I don't even have to tell you what shot it is. I say Steph's shot against Curry, OKC. Curry, wait downtown. Um, but I'll also never forget my team just getting absolutely thrashed by Steph, who eventually won his first finals MVP. Mm-hmm. And then as for Jamie, Jamie's is a little more recent. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> first time making the playoffs in 16 years just to get bounced in the first round because Steph Curry has 50 in game seven. Would, would, would you say that the Warriors don't like look at the Kings as like a big rival? It's rivals week and the Warriors are facing the Kings. <laughs> this is a rivalry, if you ask me. This runs deep since uh, like last year. But yeah, I, I'll always say, just because of that that bias, um, if I'm making an all-time team, I uh, will take Steph over Magic. Yeah, I would. I too. would rather have Steph than Magic on my team. But that being said, you look at it. There is a Hall of Fame <laughs> career in the difference of Magic's accolades and Steph's accolades. Yeah. Um, I think that Magic Johnson is definitively uh, the best point guard of all time because he's one of the best players to ever touch a basketball. I mean, he definitely is. There's no dis like disputing he that. He played center as a rookie. Yeah, he did. Moses Malone in the NBA the finals. finals. Yeah. I mean, there's no discrediting that. But I mean, you're not gonna put Steph Curry at center. Uh, but Curry, it was the one or the two. He could do it there's all. Another guy on this list, I'd put it center. My greatest. Shoot. <laughs> he was playing center the other night. Yeah. Uh, locked up Rudy Gobert. Um, but yeah, Steph Curry. Whether it was Bob the one Cousy. of the two, first Bob ever. Cousy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris Paul, yeah, John Stockton. Uh, but first ever unanimous MVP. It's kind of hard to dispute that. And then he won the MVP of the year before too. So uh, Wardell. I just think in my eyes he's taken that. And if I, I think if he wins another ring, which is not likely looking right now with the way the like Warriors top are, four probably he would probably be top four of all but time. Magic is the third best player of all time. So in your eyes, yeah. I don't think he's that high for me. But I have him at four. Yeah, I think he's around four. I have him at five. Five, four and five. Kareem. Um, but yeah, Steph and Magic is a lot closer than a lot of people are willing to admit. So I think it go, could go either way. Ollie and Steph, but if you tell me Magic, then I agree. I, I would. I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, let's move on to our shooting guards. You said that this isn't as tough. I had a, I had a bit of a hard time, especially with like this nine to ten area. Yeah, I'll say the I back end. Seven the back end of the shooting guards yeah, was that harder. Was tough. But yeah, like obviously, like the front of the point guards list was harder than the front of the shooting yeah. guards list. All right, next. All right, your so my honorable mentions are Clay Thompson and Joe Dumars. Joe Dumars, finals MVP. He was just, you know, in okay. general, a really good player. And then Clay Thompson. He's got four rings. I like the Clay Thompson take. I, I almost put him in honorable mention. Yeah, I didn't just, do it either, but I... It's probably the second take. best shooter of all time, yeah. too, oh, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. At number 10, I have Vince Carter. Um, you know, what he played 21 years, and he was Something really like good that. for like 15 of them. Um, I just remember it was he was the first NBA card I ever got was Vince Carter. But, yeah, it's really good. Cool what a beautiful memory. Yeah, yeah. great. Time. I like that. Yeah. Um, honorable mentions, I have uh, VC and T-Mac. Cousins. Oh, wow. Um, I have them as my honorable mentions. Uh, like Nick said, Vince Carter played 21 years and was good for the majority of those years. Um, one of the best dunkers of all time, probably the best dunker of all time. Um, contributed to Team USA a lot, which I feel like people need to value more. Um, That's true. I think I think that could kind of solve the problem of people not playing as much as if 
us, the fans, the media valued Team USA's success more. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyways, off that rant, my number 10, I have Reggie Miller. Um, one of the NBA's all-time leading scorers. He was an absolute dog. He elevated his play in the playoffs. He gave some of the all-time greats some serious runs for their money, like Jordan, like Kobe. Um, I have Reggie Miller at 10. All right, my honorable mentions, I have Reggie Miller, and I have my favorite player of all time, not named De'Aaron Fox, and that's Tracy McGrady. I had a really hard time not putting him on here. I was a bit of a toss-up between him and Vince. I get Tracy didn't have the playoff success, and that's kind of why I diminished Steve Nash's uh, spot a little bit. But Tracy McGrady's a seven-time All-NBA player and led the league in scoring twice. So I was very close, but I didn't do it. I'm actually shocked. I'm, yeah, I'm very – I came really, really close. I was very, very close. I have him at 11. Um, but if Doc Rivers would have traded for Tim Duncan or signed Tim Duncan and not told his mom no, then – then Tracy McGrady would be the greatest shooting guard of all time. But we'll start off with number 10, and that's where I also have VC, Vinsanity, Air Canada, Yoda, Half Man, Half Amazing, Flying Man, Sunshine, Sonny, Vincent Lamar Carter Jr. Uh, like Cadence and all you guys both said, uh, Vince is one of the greatest to ever do it. He's the greatest dunker of all time, eight-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, uh, former Rookie of the Year, and he has a Sportsmanship Award. Isn't that cute? That's great. So, Vince, he's That's done awesome. it. He's yeah. been on some winning it teams. Is, yeah. Couldn't win a, uh, a ring, though, so unfortunate for him. But I'll give a 10 to Vince Carter. I have the guy that hearing about, I'm going to go ahead and estimate three months will be the 25th all-time leading score because the 25th leading score will be 24. That's Russell Westbrook, who is only 300 points <laughs> away from Reggie Miller. So, uh, yeah, I, Reggie Miller is number nine. Uh, he, um, if I watched a documentary with him and the, the Knicks battle thing. That was pretty cool. You know, it was just kind of a, a good rivalry that happened in the 90s that, you know, we don't really see too much of that nowadays because, you know, you've got teams like Philly who just are really horrible in the second round. So we never really get to see – Semi semifinals like rivalries anymore. Yeah. So. But yeah, Reggie Miller's nine. All right. That's awesome. Um, my number nine, I have Jesus Shuttlesworth himself, probably, in my opinion, the best nickname in the NBA. Facts. Um, Ray Allen. He was an absolute beast. A lot of people don't. A lot of people look at his time where he helped teams get championships like Boston and Miami, but kind of skip over Seattle or Milwaukee. The days that this dude was just a walking bucket. He was just asked to go out there and get a bucket. He was doing more than just standing in the corner shooting I mean, threes. He was dunking on dudes. This dude was was averaging 26, 25 mm -hmm. um, in his prime years with Seattle. Um, and then he was great. He made an impact right away with Milwaukee too as well. Yep. So I have Ray Allen at number nine. Yeah, number nine, I also have Sugar Ray, Ray Allen. Uh, Ten-time All-Star and before Stephen Curry was considered the greatest shooter of all time. Uh, two-time champ, two-time All-NBA. And much like Hayden said, he was so good when he was the primary option, especially in Milwaukee and Seattle. Uh, when he was in Seattle, he got up to 26.4 uh, points a game. And... That is insane. His numbers dipped when he was traded to Boston and they had that whole big three and he was kind of just a corner sitter. But uh, Rayon was phenomenal for every year of his career. He contributed to championships and saved LeBron James' legacy. So Rayon, yeah, really, he's my number nine. Really? Yes, he <laughs> saved LeBron's legacy with the greatest final shot of all time. So Rayon is my number nine. <laughs> all right, number eight, this is where I have Ray Allen. Um, you know, 
there's not many people besides Ray Allen and Brent Berry to be in a dunk contest and a three-point contest. So Brent Berry. You know, that's a, a pretty strong case for Ray Allen as well as two rings and, you know, mainly being the main reason that the uh, Heat won a title against the Spurs in 2012. All right, number eight. This feels really low, just because when I think of I think of this guy as you know one of the better players in NBA history. But shooting our position is stacked. I have the Iceman, uh, George Gervin, at number eight. I'm pretty sure he's a five-time first-team All-NBA. Didn't think um, about George Gervin. He he absolutely dominated um, in his era, but he just didn't really have like a lot of longevity in his career. That's kind of what holds him back from the other guys that I have above him. And I don't think he won a championship either. So I have George uh, no. at eight. Yeah, I also have Ice, Iceberg Slim, George Gervin, at my eighth spot. He really revolutionized scoring in a completely different manner. He was he was Kevin Durant before Kevin Durant in in the NBA. He was he he shot the ball. He was one of the all-time great mid-range shooters. Twelve-time All-Star, seven times All-NBA, uh, two times All-ABA. So give that to him. Four-time scoring champ, ABA All-Time Team. So Gervin, absolute dog. Got up to 33 points a game. Are you serious? Back in uh, back in those days, he was a beast. So I, I'm going to give George Gervin that eight spot. Uh, I had a really hard time between him and seven, but I edged it out to to seven. Number seven, I have Jerry West. Um, oh, wow. Which, I mean, to me it doesn't seem low, but to maybe maybe to some people it does. Uh, you know, was he, I think he has one NBA championship, which, I mean, whenever you have Bill Russell and, you know, that team dominating, it's kind of hard to yeah. win one. But, um, you know, the logo – and uh, I don't know. He's just kind of – he gets overrated sometimes to me. So Yeah. I can see it. Uh, excuse me. My number seven, I have Clyde Drexler. Um, yeah, Clyde the Glide. He, he <laughs> may be big a little on Clyde low. Drexler. Yeah, I think he's a little low to Nick. But um, I have him at seven just because, like I said, the shooting guard position is so stacked. Um, but – Clyde Drexler does have that ring that he won in his time with Houston, and he did make it to a finals against Jordan and the Bulls on the Blazers. He, or I say make it, he led them to a finals. Yeah. Um, he's one of the most versatile players of all time, uh, a real true 3 and D wing kind of. Um, he could do it all. So Clyde Drexler at seven. It's all right, Nick. I got you. Uh, at seven, I also have Clyde Drexler. Never mind. Uh, again, he – was another pioneer of basketball, one of the all-time great dunkers of his time, 10-time All-Star, 5-time All-NBA, and he got that championship in 95 alongside Akeem Olajuwon, um, albeit that was when Jordan left, but that's okay. He still averaged 20.4 points throughout his career. He led that Trailblazers team really on his own to the finals. Uh, unfortunately, he did have to face Michael Jordan. Um, it is what it is. Clyde Drexler is one of the all-time greats. I can't take anything away from him. He was phenomenal. Yeah, okay. Number six, I have the second greatest Portland Trailblazer of all time, Clyde Drexler. Um, Dame Dalla. No, definitely not. <laughs> no. Brandon Roy? No. Bill Walton. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, we'll talk about him when we get to Sanders because he's got an MVP and a ring, you know, unlike Dame has. But Clyde Drexler, um, you know, like you guys said, ring, MVP. Couple. I think he was a couple-time MVP, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he's really he was – Kind of Jordan before Jordan, so to an extent. So, at number six, I have the logo Jerry West. Um, I, I think 
he gets the edge over Clyde just because of his career numbers. He played almost a thousand games and averaged twenty-seven, six and six. That's wild. Um, he's yeah, absolutely insane. Fourteen-time All Star, has a scoring champ, an NBA championship, five-time All Defense, um, and is the logo of the National Basketball Association. Uh, stuck with LA his whole career, and he was an All Star every season of his career as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Caden's copying my list because I also have Zeke from the Cabin Creek, Jerry West, at this spot. Again, uh, all-star through every single year of your career is unheard of in basketball. That's extremely impressive. 12-time All-NBA, only missed that twice in his career, and it was probably his rookie in his final year. Um, He has an assist championship, a scoring championship, one title, which, again, like Nick said, when you're facing that loaded Celtics team, it's going to be hard to get one. And a five-time all-defensive team selection. Jerry West was legit, and he has every reason to be the logo. Uh, One of the most infamous players in all of sports. And he kind of helped that the Lakers dynasty bloom during that that whole Kobe and Magic era. So give Jerry West his flowers, not just as a player, but as an executive. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the top five, I feel like, is going to be really controversial. I can see especially it. Especially not – I mean, yeah, I don't know. The, the top five, though. At number five, I have Allen Iverson, um, probably the most influential basketball player of all time, um, behind Jordan, of course. I think Steph Curry's um, up there, too. That, he's probably three, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he changed the culture. Best handles of all time. I don't think Kyrie's close, honestly. Um, you know, he doesn't have scoring <laughs> titles like I, Iverson. Iverson is different. Wow. Iverson is shifty. He is the reason Kyrie exists. Are you a Kyrie hater? Anybody that's not Russell Westbrook. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Iverson, he was he averaged 30-plus 30, 30 multiple times. He didn't have too much success. Playoff-wise, he did get to the finals, but it was kind of a little fraudulent against him whenever him and Melo couldn't get out the first round yeah. with Kenyon Martin and Marcus Camby, yeah. J.R. Smith. Yeah. yeah, number five. I actually am kind of surprised by this. I I thought this guy or I thought Allen Iverson was not going to be number five for me. I thought he'd be number four. I have AI at number five as well, though. Um, averaged 33 times, was a three-time steal champ, four-time scoring champ. Um, an 11-time All-Star, he had longevity in his career. He led a team to the finals. He won game one of the, that final series. And like you guys said, he's one of the most influential basketball players of all time. I will say, though, I think, I think although he was Kyrie's predecessor, predecessor to being a ball handler demon, I think Kyrie is the best ball handler of all time. And I'm the mm. biggest Kyrie hater you'll meet. So, yeah. so. I will be re-signing here this summer. Don't you worry. Uh, yeah, I have Allen Iverson, the answer, also in this five spot. You guys kind of took everything that needed to be said. Um, one of the greatest scorers of all time. Completely pioneered the game when it came to dribbling and style. He was the first one to wear that shooter sleeve, and now everybody wears it in the NBA today. So big shout-out to Allen Iverson. Took that team to the finals alongside Dikembe Mutombo when he was, like, 36. So... Harvison should get his flowers. It sucks that he couldn't get a ring. He was so close so many times, but couldn't get it done. He has the MVP as well in 2000, so big shout-out to the answer. All right, so this is where I think that uh, you guys are going to really disagree with me, but number four, I have Dwayne Wade. Um, Yeah, Uh, I have Dwayne Wade. You know, I get he was, what, a three-time champion, but he wasn't that guy. He He was not the guy. He had Shaquille O'Neal. He had LeBron. I know the 0506, he was the guy. But, you know, when you get carried by the second best player of all time, it's, it's kind of given to you. If you. Well, 
Yeah, it is kind of given to you because <clears throat> the teams they were playing, they were playing a team full of 22-year-olds, and then the next year Ray Allen kind of saves them. But nevertheless, he's really good at what he does, um, which is slashing kind of very similar to Russell Westbrook's play style, so I really appreciate what he was able to do. Um, so, yeah, definitely one of the greatest players of all time, but not better than the next three guys. Yeah, number four, I have James Harden. This is another guy that I feel like I may have a little bit of bias towards just because this is our generation. And, you know, you sit down and you watch Prime Rockets, James Harden, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, this <laughs> one is, of the greatest stretches of basketball of, the, of all time. Yeah, one of the better, like, people to ever touch a basketball. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I have the beard. Um, he's still contributing, you know, to this day. He's played well over a thousand games in his career. Um, he's a ten-time All-Star. He had a one of the best MVP seasons ever, probably in my opinion, at least. Seven-time All-NBA and has won a few scoring champs in his career, or a, score, a few scoring titles, sorry, in his career. Um, he can do everything well. He's kind of like Russell Westbrook. If Russell Westbrook was better or at scoring, but a little bit worse at uh, rebounding. I can see um, that. In defense. Way worse at defense. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but I still think people are a little too hard on Harden defensively. I feel like when he shows that effort, um, oh, yeah, he shows for up sure. 100%, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, a little, he's a lot better. An insanely but I will say something something else, you know, that's been really impressive about Harden later in his career is that um, he, he's became more more and more on ball as a, a true point guard now. You know, that's kind of his role with the Clips. It was a, it was almost his role with the Philly a little bit, but now, you know, he, he is a facilitator, a real facilitator now in his old age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at this spot I also have James Harden. It was a bit of a toss-up. I really did have to think about him and Dwayne Wade for this 3-4 spot, but I had to give it to Wade uh, for three, and I'm going to put James Harden at four. Um because yes, James Harden was unreal to watch during that, what was it, 2019, 2018? 2017. Yeah, when he was averaging like 40 a game for like a month. That was absurd. I've never seen anything like that. And I hated James Harden at the time, but I had to respect him. And he's he's still out there balling in his hometown of Los Angeles now. And it's looking like he might get that ring that's been eluding him all of his career. He has a two-time assist champ, three-time scoring champ, seven-time All-NBA, ten-time All-Star. The beard is truly one of the greatest of all time at the shooting guard position. And, I mean, just looking at these stats, 2018 averaged 36 a game, 2019 averaged 34. Give me a favor and look at 2020. 2020 averaged 24.6. No, 2019, 2020. 2019, 2020, averaged 34.3. Yeah, you know what's impressive about that? He had another guy averaging 27, 8, and 8 on that team. I know. Eric Gordon was crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, James Harden is an absolute legend. We'll go down as a for-sure Hall of Famer. Um, but he's my number four for now because I got a, a flash at number three. All right, number three, um, to me, the third best scorer of all time, um, James Harden. Like you were just saying, 36 points per game. He can score. He could score no matter who his teammates were. He had Westbrook. He had Dwight Howard, KD, Joel Embiid. Regardless, he was always a great scorer. Um, reason I put him above D-Wade, though, is because he was always, since he got on the Rockets until he got to, uh, to Philly, he was always the number one guy. And during those years, he had two Western Conference Finals runs yeah yeah two Western Conference Finals runs and then he also had a um a finals appearance with the OKC Thunder where he was the sixth man he was very important to that team so Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, my number three, I have Dwayne Wade, uh, D. Wade, one of the better players of our generation. Um, got him a finals MVP in the early, mid-2000s when he won one with Shaq. And then uh, a couple more rings to go along with it when he was playing with the second greatest player of all time. Uh, yeah, he, he absolutely dominated the 2000s. Um, and then when LeBron came, he fit into his role perfectly. He accepted the, that second option role again, kind of like he did with Shaq for a little bit there, but he did win that finals MVP. But he, he is the perfect second option, maybe maybe the best second option of all time behind or second best second option of all time behind Scottie Pippen I think you I'd argue. take Pippen's first I think yeah. there's an argument to be made but yeah you can put Scottie Pippen first yeah I have Dwayne Wade at number three maybe Kevin McHale <laughs> over, over yeah. that as the best uh, mm-hmm. second best player yeah. best second guy no the best player of all time yeah. is Kevin McHale okay uh, three I have the flash Dwayne Wade uh, because he has the championships Yes, he played with Shaquille O'Neal in a season that Shaq did win MVP, but in 2005, Dwayne Wade's finals run was incredible. In that 2005 finals, Dwayne Wade averaged 34.7 points a game, eight rebounds, four assists, three steals, and a block, which is wild. He played 43 minutes a game, so that is that, just give kudos to his stamina because he had it in him. But D. Wade, for sure, one of the all-time greats. Uh, like Caden said, he fit into that second option perfectly. He averaged 30 a game all the way back in 2007, uh, was a scoring champion. So Dwayne Wade doesn't have the MVP. He might have been robbed out of one, but that's okay. Three-time champ is going to do it for you, especially when you're as good as he was. But maybe James Harden, if he gets that ring this year, maybe he becomes that definitive number three. Who knows? Now we got two and one. I feel like pretty obvious. I think it's really close. Yeah. It's, oh, oh, I don't know. He might go Kobe it, one it's, here. It's Kevin Herter and Malik Monk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I have the ninth greatest player of all time, in my opinion, Kobe Bryant. Nine? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, nine. And soon to be ten. I don't know about that. If Steph does a little bit more, yeah. I feel like Kobe's ranking in the all-time list fluctuates so Not much. Everybody has him at three. I've seen, I've seen people have him yeah. at three. I've seen people have him at like 14. Like I've seen fourteen's more valid than three. He's the player that I think fluctuates <laughs> yeah. the most between every All NBA all time list. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, I have him, I have him at number two just because you know the five titles, the one MVP, the the second greatest score of all time. Yeah, the second greatest score of all time in my opinion. Um, you know, he was just he was different as far as playoff success and. You know, being able to miss the playoffs, then getting right back into the playoffs, that's pretty um, impressive from somebody, you know, especially whenever you look at the second-best player most seasons when they didn't have Pau Gasol being like Kwame Brown and whoever that, whoever else they had. Yeah, like Smush. Smush, yeah, Parker, Smush Parker. Trevor Ariza. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I have Kobe at number two. Uh, kind of touching on what Jamie said about how he fluctuates a little bit. It's kind of really based on what you value. Um, if you value efficiency – uh, you're going to put Kobe a little bit lower on your list because he did miss a lot of shots in his career. He turned the ball over a lot, especially in his early days of his career. But the more he matured and got older, the more he kind of found his game. Um, he, when he slashed and attacked, he was so good. Uh, he is obviously one of the best players of all time. Rest in peace. I have him at number two. Yeah, I also have Kobe at number two. Uh, it's the only place you can have him, really. He modeled his game after the number one guy, but he's also one of the greatest post-up players, turnaround jump shot guys of all time. Uh, when it came to slashing into the basket, nobody was really close to Kobe. Uh, so may he rest in peace. 
He was phenomenal, and you can really put him anywhere in that all-time list. But number one, it's Black Jesus. No. It's the GOAT. No, it's not. It's the greatest of all time. <laughs> no. The man who, according to many NBA players, has a shiny aura surrounding him when he walks into a room because he is apparently Black Jesus to Alan During Robinson. his prime, he probably did. Yeah. He probably had some sort of, like, aura around yeah. him. Like, like a yeah. ring. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them. Like six of yeah. them. Uh, it's Michael Jordan. What, what you got to say about Mike? Me, he's one. Yeah. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. <laughs> yeah, he, no, no. Recently, if you would have asked me who the greatest player of all time was six months ago, I would have said LeBron, which is not true at all. Because you know, you just see, <laughs> you just see, you just look at the end of their year success. It's kind of end of career success. It's kind of no, that's, that's a it's no, pathetic. That's, that's a mean word, but it's, it's <laughs> pathetic how how bad LeBron has been with the teams that he's had. Yeah, and how good players are when they leave the Lakers. Look at Malik Monk. Look at Russell Westbrook. Yep. Look at. Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, D'Angelo Russell. Alonzo Ball. He got there. Alex Caruso. Alonzo Ball. <laughs> Brandon I mean, Ingram. Yeah, yeah. That's not the argument here, but Michael Jordan, you know, six rings. So yeah, yep. be like Mike. Um, that's what they say. He's the goat. Um, greatest score of all time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably. yeah. He's, he's, he's a, a great, yeah, greatest basketball player, greatest winner of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, dang near the best winner in professional sports. Yeah, of all time. Uh, it doesn't count. Yeah, I <laughs> just mean, kidding. dude just won. He's got the clutch gene. Um, Nick, didn't you tell me you've never seen The Last Dance? I've watched The Last Dance. No, okay, it's, okay. Was it you? I've seen like two episodes. Oh my I watched the whole thing. Yeah, you got to watch the whole thing. You yeah. got to watch like the I got whole I got thing like through it, but then I kind of just stopped on accident. Oh uh, yeah. Dur- I, during its peak, like when it was coming out week by week during COVID, and it was like the only thing related sports that was happening in the world. It was, uh, I mean, just, I mean, it can change your whole mindset on like the sport of basketball. Yeah. Um, on like especially in the NBA, like what it takes to win a championship and what it takes, especially to sustain success. Um, and Michael Jordan had that. He had the perfect mentality for an athlete, and he was just a winner. Yeah. Well, let me tell you another. <laughs> let me tell you another thing that makes him better. You know, that validates his case is the the Lakers said they were going to make a a like the last dance thing for since 2020 since LeBron and AD were there. So like the 2020-2021 season. So the year before they won, the year after they won the ring. Um, so there won't be a whole lot of winning in that documentary. It's going to be called the, the Bubble Guppies. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the Bubble Guppies, the story of the 2020 Lakers. Yeah. That's why MJ is so much better. He's my number one. Uh, the greatest winner in all of sports. The greatest scorer. I think there's an argument to be made about greatest defender of all time. Uh, nobody did it like Mike. Uh, another guy who's one of the most influential players in all of sports, not just basketball. Michael Jordan was truly him, the greatest mid-range shooter of all time, the greatest finisher of all time. Uh, it was undisputed. It's Michael Jordan, and it's not close. The greatest three-point shooter of all time. Uh, yeah, because he scored like two points in yeah. a three-point contest. Yeah. But <laughs> he, I think he said in an interview like he like chose not to become a three-pointer because they they all said he no, could have if he wanted to. He didn't need it. He he focused on what he had to do and it got him six rings. So. It's all I needed. But that's all we have for you guys this week. Phenomenal debates. Phenomenal show. Thank you, Caden Johnson, for a great first time. Yeah, I think we're going to come back for another episode. I think you have Mm -hmm. to come back for more episodes. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in to WVUA 90.7 FM and the Full Court Press Podcast. Stay up to date. Follow us on Instagram at fcppodcast underscore UA. See you all next week. Peace. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa.